Welcome back to episode four of season seven of Valar Podcastus. I'm Dan DeBoof, and you can tweet me at Dan DeBoof if you want to share your opinions on this episode, The Spoils of War. As the fourth episode, we are now over halfway through this shortened season. Uh, so that's a sad, sad fact. But the happy, happy fact is that Dino is back. Dean Thomas from Nova 100 at Dean on Air is his Twitter. It was all reunions and dragon fire this episode. So let's get into it. The Spoils of War. This is Valar Podcastus. Oh, wicked. I think every, I think the last three episodes have ended with the battle and they've just been getting better and better. This is what we wanted from the dragons. This is what we wanted to see all along since they were given birth. I remember last, after last episode, I was like, um, you were like, oh, what do you think of the, the castly rock invasion? I was like, ah, it's a bit boring, isn't it? You know, mm. you just see one gate and one wall. I kind of want a proper battle. Yay, I yes. got my proper battle. They were saving the effects. They heard me. They heard me and they were like, oh, Dan wants a battle. Here oh. we go. <laughs> the sheer volume of the flames coming out of that dragon's mouth and the, the blast radius and the power. I kind of liked when you saw the people reduced to like Pompeii ash sculptures just awesome. floating away in the breeze. So good. That's kind of what you want from dragons. But it makes me a bit concerned about like Bronn, for example. He just dived out of the way when he was on that giant ass crossbow. That's because he's got um, the sort of halo of magic that surrounds you if you're a named character. Yes. So if you're an extra, you just get incinerated. Yeah. But if you've got a name, you yes. can like easily dodge out of life-threatening situations. So we're going to let that pass, are we? There's a lot of stuff we have to let pass. Because Jamie, I'll, I'll pay Jamie's because he went straight into the uh, refuge of water. That's yeah. why he, he dodged his bit. Bronze, he should have been toast. He just did a slight pivot to the right or left and survived that. It's, it's the rule of cool. Okay. If you're cool, you get to survive. That was freaking awesome. It was pretty good, wasn't it? It was like Battle of the Bastards, but with dragons. With dragons. And the effects were tremendous. Like, yeah. That was movie level effects. Yeah. When uh, me and my friends are watching it, we're all like, how do you film this stuff? How do you... How do you stab a horse but not stab a horse? Oh, man. Yeah, like uh, like cut off its leg. Shonk. Yeah. That was a great shonk. It was a good shonk. Oh, man. What a scene. And like, uh, you know, in years past, TV show effects, you just accepted they were a bit shit. Mm. But not we're past that. We're, yeah. we're into movie effect territory. Um, I've been sort of waiting a long time to see the Dothraki. Because, like, you know, they're always like, only a fool would take on the Dothraki in yeah. an open field. And so now we got to see it. We and got you, to see the, like, them charging over the hill and brandishing all their sick weapons and standing up on their horses to shoot their arrows. That was my favourite bit. Their war cries, them just like chasing them down and stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. What poise, what balance. Yeah. To shoot a bow off a moving horse at full gallop. Worthy of Genghis Khan. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, I thought that was really cool. So, yeah, there were two. Yeah, you're right. They paid off the dragons. Yes. And they paid off the Dothraki as well. So, are we going to... Is this it for the giant-ass crossbows? Was that... The only role they're going to play? No, I think I still subscribe to my theory. Many of them. Yeah. And so this was a fake out. Ah. So now everyone watching will be like, oh, so the crossbow's over. What's it going to be? I reckon now we won't hear anything about it. And Kyburn will just be down in his dungeon, just ritter, 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 tink, 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 yeah. just yes. building them. And then like at the end of the season, we'll get dragons flying at King's Landing and hundreds of crossbows all with like dragon glass tips and then it'll go see you next season. 
I haven't flown many dragons, but I imagine flying straight at the giant cannon was a poor strategy <laughs> on Khaleesi's behalf. It was like when um, Rickon was running away from um, Ramsey with the bow and arrow yeah. and he just ran in a straight line. Come on! But she had to get close enough to torch it. Yeah, but still zig and zag a bit. I mean, she yeah, just... but it was on a pivot. You see how Bron was swinging it around and angling it up? Yeah, okay. All right, I wonder well, that... when he got trained in it. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was very proficient because he set it up in an instant. That's it. He knew it. Yeah, it was kind of like... Cover um, off! Spear! <laughs> it just sort of fell apart and it was ready to go. Oh, it was really conveniently made and it's a credit to the engineers. Wouldn't have been frustrating if he gets there and it's just like an Alan key and some instructions. <laughs> it's just oh, like, shit! <laughs> what a cool... And then Tyrion watching, secretly yeah. hoping that Jamie wouldn't die. Well, who, who were you hoping would be the victor in the battle? What, in that exact moment when he went for Khaleesi with the spear? I guess there's a few moments. I mean, when what about, like, when Bronn was shooting the arrows at the dragon, I was like, I don't want a dragon to die. They're sick. No. But I don't want Bronn to die. He's a legend. Oh, because I, I was happy for Bronn to die in that battle, but he's clearly survived. There was no real uh, key player victims, just the, just the soldiers. Mm. Well, do you think that someone like Jamie would just die in the bottom of a lake? Well, that was a pretty epic way to die. The dragon at, at five meters was just going to blast him. That would have, if Jamie went, it would have been a little bit underwhelming, but still pretty great because a dragon has killed him with its own breath. You know? Yeah, but instead he's going to drown in the bottom of a lake because he has his armor on. He's not That's drowning. it. He's not going to. He's not going to drown. It, like, we're going to get him sort of unbuckled or yeah. maybe like he'll come back as a water zombie or something. Water zombie would be great. Or just fished out Reek style. Remember when they just fished Reek yeah. out? <laughs> with a with pool scoop. So can you please explain what Khaleesi's done there? So she was losing the war and we're going straight to the end of the ep, I understand. But so she, she found out she was losing the war. She yeah. wanted counsel from John and Tyrion. Or Tyrion, she kind of accused of not doing much. Yeah, because let's face it, his plans haven't really been paying off, have no, they? No, and it all looks like his family's doing very well. So a yes. bit sus and warranted that little 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 uh, yeah, yeah, jibe. Yeah. But, so what did she do? She found out that they were in transit and thought, I'll cut them off. Is that what's happening? Well, she's just lost, like, Highgarden, which yeah. is where the Tyrells are based. Yes. Um, which was her, like, stockpile of food and gold. So that's all gone. Um... So in theory to her, so she's gone, well, that's all gone now and I've lost my fleet. I'm losing everywhere. I've just got to strike them, strike now and strike hard with the best I've got, right? So if the Unsullied are all holed up at Casterly Rock holding that fort, she's like, well, let's, while they're, while they're dragging all the food and gold back to King's Landing. Bang. Let's hit him there in the open field with the Dothrakian dragons and it'll be a guaranteed victory. And it was. It was amazing. Yeah, it was an absolute guaranteed victory. And more importantly, so many eyes saw the dragons. So imagine the tales of dragons that yep. are going to get back to everywhere. Mm. Um, it was probably a little foolhardy for her to sort of go out there on her on her dragon. But then again, that's how you got to use them. you got to have a rider. Yeah, and them seeing her on there is beyond Pretty powerful. Yeah, she's the mother of she dragons. She controls them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. Mm. A very empowering uh, episode for the women characters because Arya and Brienne. Yeah, that was so cool. Are they a new super duo? Their little smile. Oh. I, re- um, someone, I read somewhere they were saying that because both of them now have dragon glass weapons. Yeah. Because she's got the half of Joffrey's sword that was made into a new sword. Mm-hmm. And Arya now has the Valerian cat's paw dagger. dagger. Yeah, yeah. So that means that maybe both of them will just go on like a White Walker killing spree up north. Imagine if they're like uh, Luke Skywalker and Yoda, put Arya on her back 
<laughs> in a backpack. Can you imagine? Like Hodor and Bran. Yeah, exactly. That's a better, way better. That's, bad, that's on. That's on topic. All right. Yes. <laughs> and just before uh, that sparring session between those two very powerful chicks, uh, Podrick was sparring, mm. and he kept tripping over his own giant penis. <laughs> sorry. What are, you, what are you sorry for? This is huge. And just I want to remind us that he has a mega <laughs> yeah. dong. But he was so useless, wasn't he, in that sparring session with Brienne? Oh, you're falling over again. Oh, Too quick. It just makes me wonder what they've been doing all season. Remember how they spent one whole season just standing in a window waiting for Sansa to put a candle out? Like oh. They've done very little for about three seasons now. You're like... At least he could have learnt how to sword fight. He's got one of the best sword masters in the whole realm. Yes. And he's meanwhile like, I'm still shit. Yeah. What is he going to do if he gets into a scrape? Just fuck his way out? <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go back to the start where all right, Jamie all right. and the gang are, are leaving Highgarden with all their gold and, and all their fruit. Well, they'd already... So here was the thing. This is important to know is they didn't have the gold and the food there. They only had the food. The gold had already made it to King's Landing. And that's why Cersei was able to pay back the debts. No, but the, the, they were still waiting on the gold. Remember the guy from the Iron Bank was saying, oh, this is all good when the gold arrives. So I thought yeah. they still had the gold. Yeah, but what, what Daenerys attacked in the field, mm-hmm. Randall Tarly had a line where he sort of said like, oh, we've got all the gold back to King's Landing. Oh, okay. So now they were just taking the food. Okay, right. Um, so... But Jamie seems a bit disillusioned. Like at the start where he paid Bronn that gold, even he's not that psyched about the cause and maybe the side that he's on. Because Bronn said that like when Cersei's ruler... It's not going to be all peaches. It's still going to be awful. Yeah. And Jamie, you couldn't deny that he acknowledged that without saying it, I thought. He well, seemed a bit flat. If you were like one of Daenerys's trusted, you would sort of go, if we're going to turn anyone, if we're going to turn anyone, it's going to be Jamie Lannister. Yeah. He's the one who's vacillating. He's the one who's questioning. He's not quite sure what to do. Yep. Um, that's why, you know, when he has to kill Lady Elena Tyrell, he gives her poison yep. rather than skinning her alive. But also it's why he grabs the lance and charges the dragon. I think he still has that part of him that's going, I want to, you know, my dad's dead, but I still want to impress him. And I've suffered so much and everyone's called me Kingslayer and I've lost my hand and I've been beaten down so much and I still love my sister. So I want to be right by her, and, and I, I want to be the dragon slayer. He's, yeah, he's gone too far to be completely redeemed, but I think he's going to do something self-sacrificing mm. towards the end. Because Which I think, we were pretty close to in this episode. Yeah, yeah. But exactly. he's not going to die at the bottom of a lake. He's just no, not. Absolutely not. And also, he's the only one who knows about Joffrey and the poisoning. Oh, and yes. And He's If he drowns in the lake, so does that information. And it's such good information. Yeah. Well, what could he value? What could he get out of that information? Um, a great scene for the viewers where Cersei finds out. Yeah, true. <laughs> she won't be impressed. But she's already dead, so she can't even really get revenge. So it's kind of futile. Yeah, I know, but it's still, still worth cool. seeing. Yeah. Still amazing. Um, it's just one of those things where the stone was zigzagging all over the place, but I don't care. It's my podcast. I'll do what I want. <laughs> um, it's one of those things where. You know, Game of Thrones always had that vibe of no matter how important a character is, they can still die. Yeah. Like, I remember the first time I felt that was with Daenerys' brother, Viserys, when he got the gold crown tipped over his head. Very quick, wasn't it? Like, yeah. early on. I was like, he's going to be like the big bad of the series. Nope, gone. Gone. Um, and then Ned Stark and that sort of stuff. Oh, Ned Stark was the biggest, wasn't it? Yeah. So, Incredible. I mean, maybe Jamie can just die at the bottom of a lake. 
Hey, when and now we're going back to Cersei, if you yep. don't mind. No, good stuff. Iron yeah. Bankman. Yeah, good stuff. That wanker from the Iron Bank. Mm. He's a real banker. Yep. And there, he loves uh, interest. He loves it. <laughs> he, was, he was turned on by the thought of interest. Yeah. So they're looking at the map of the continent. Yep. So I had a, I had a like a mind blowing moment. Like, is there other continents in this world? Yeah. So the other continent is where um, Daenerys has been most oh, of the okay. series. Right. Okay. Okay. So okay. if you think and where Arya was. Yes. 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 Okay. Um. So that's kind of like Essos. Which yep. is eastern, and then there's West Westeros. Okay, right. And then there's another one, which is basically just never mentioned, called Sotheros, which is the southern one. It's literally just never mentioned. What could be there? Don't know. Surprises? Kangaroos. Kangas. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then, but when you actually look at the maps, like the whole sort of Westeros is about the size of Europe, mm. and then you've got the whole like long continent like sort of like if you picture asia yep but like stretching out really long which goes all the way across to places like ashai which is where melisandre is from okay and nath which mm-hmm. is where Missande is from so you, it's where it, there are what did you say it, there's no marriage no what did she say yeah there's no bastards in nath yeah what a um what a progressive society i know Everyone has marriage equality because there's no marriage equality. And their government aren't insane weirdos. <laughs> to be honest, it's Game of Thrones. They probably definitely are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, vacant Bran. He's creepy. Oh. But at least they're explaining it. All right. So where are we? We're at um, We're at Winterfell. We've got... Yeah, at least finally, like that scene with Mira um, was kind of like, oh, maybe Bran, once he became Three-Eyed Raven, lost any semblance of humanity mm. and he has to relearn it. Or maybe he's just got that many memories in that brain of his now that, that none are important. Yeah. And hey, that's so a good theory. Numb. Yeah. He's just numb. So the more memories, you know, the less the, shocked the, you are, the less you yes. feel about things. Like maybe he's seen so many deaths. Maybe he's, and he can, oh, yeah. Is he broken? Yeah. That's a good idea. Because I was just like, he's just really, like, boring and almost, like, cooler than you. Yeah. Like, he's a bit like, oh, I'm sorry, what? You can't see all things at all times? Yeah. Whatever. But you when, wouldn't get it. You wouldn't understand. But when you, you're an all-seeing eye, maybe yeah. you're being reunited with your sister, it's not that exciting anymore. Oh, it doesn't make for good reunions, I does know, it? I it was a bit soft. I, I wanted oh. that to be a bit more lovey. Same. Sansa and Arya was pretty nice. It was pretty good. The double hug. Yeah, and there was that whole thing, like, like, what's our dynamic? Like, when Arya's like, um, I've got a list of people to kill. And Sam's like, haha, good one. And she's like, Ooh. like, Yeah, well, she laughed, and that was a great yeah. moment. But then when Bran mentioned it again, suddenly it had legitimacy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, the f- what have you been doing? Yeah. Love I love it. that. Yeah. What have you been up to, sis? Oh, just uh, changed to become a... Trained to become a face-swapping assassin. Ugh. What about you? Oh, got raped. Yeah. Like, had an awful time. Had an awful time. But... Now I'm Queen of Winterfell. Yeah, and we're back <laughs> together, sis. High five. Oh, yeah, it's it's really strange to see these sort of reunions happening and they aren't, you know, the, the, the love fests that you'd expect. You know, I, you, you expect them to be crying and hugging yes! each other and jumping up and down and going, yes, we're back together. But instead they're all just like, wow, shit. It's maybe maybe you it's realistic. It, hey? Maybe, maybe it's it realistic. is, Cause yeah. Like, if you, you and your brother are pretty close, but like some of my... 
like family members, maybe we just greeted. You would be like that, just a big hug and a bit quiet or something. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, it's a strange one. John and Arya, that will be a spice. That'll one, be like great. A, that'll yeah. Be a, I want some tears. Yeah, I almost feel like John will come back to Winterfell and see all these sad sacks sitting around and be like, Are you kidding me? Yeah. We're back together. It's the gang. <laughs> come on. Someone yes. die in here? Yes. Someone probably has. <laughs> hey, we're. Uh, we're Mel- Melisandre is the red lady. Yes. Uh, Khaleesi's mate. Masande. Very similar names. That's my confusion. That's all right, mate. For moments, were they... You've got me. You've got me for that. (laughs) For a very tiny moment, were they talking about uh, her and Grey Worm's sexual encounter? What did they say? They're like, "Uh, they better come back. And then talking about the Unsullied. And Khaleesi was like, why? What happened? And then old mate was just smiling like, I got some action. (laughs) Probably. That was a nice little touch. Well, I mean, I feel like... There was a lot of, I mean, Davos was a real rogue in yeah. those scenes as well. Like, hey, oh, hello, Jon Snow. What yes. do you think of that Khaleesi, hey? Like, yeah. it was, he was always, yeah, I think my takeaway from those scenes was, yeah, that, like, maybe it's that whole thing where they know that it's about to go ballistic, so let's just enjoy the moment for a bit. Yeah. But, yeah, Davos was a total rogue, in my opinion. <laughs> Davos has got a real charming wit. Oh, it's... Well, if it isn't my Sunday of Nath... Off you... to the pub, my bye. Let's yeah, go. Exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, you likely sort. Come on. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I... Um, I think the reason they had that Davos and Masande scene was to bring up the whole Jon Snow parentage again. Yeah. Just so that people who haven't read the books or perhaps watched the show a bit casually will be like, oh, yeah, that's all right. Because there's a lot going on. Jon Snow going into the, taking Khaleesi into the cave where they're mining the dragon glass and yep. showing her all the ancient art, not only her people, but then the big reveal of the White Walkers. Mm. Is that the moment she, she full believes? Yeah, I mean, it could have just been, you know, Davos painting it. <laughs> you just cut it in the corner, Davos with his painting set, like oh. his little palette. Shh, don't look at me. <laughs> and with his current form, it's not out of the realms yeah. of possibility. Yeah, just wheeling and dealing and setting everything up. Um, well, if it's painted on the wall of a cave, I can't disagree with that. You <laughs> have my army. Um, so, I, yeah, yeah, I think there was a little bit of sexual tension in that scene, which mm-hmm. kind of annoyed me. I don't like the sexual tension between Daenerys and Jon. I know. I didn't. I honestly didn't see that. Yeah. I mean, first of all, last time we saw Jon in the cave with a woman, it was with Igreet. Yes. And that was where he lost his V-plates. Yeah, and there was just like a day spa under the snow in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Real spacious day spa. Yeah, with, correct. Uh, with heated spas. So we know he's got cave game. Oh, he's got a lot of cave game. Yeah. God so here he was in a cave again with an attractive woman, and yeah. it just seemed that it seemed a little more cordial. And then afterwards, it was when they cut the Davos and he was all like, oh, hello, so did... Looking at the queen, eh? That sort of thing. Yeah, but getting back into that cave, into that moment All right, where yeah, they yeah. concede they have to join forces to destroy the White Walkers. Yes. Uh, she accused John of having too much pride and not bending the knee. Yeah. But isn't that the same pride she's displaying with insisting on he yeah. bend the knee? Well, this comes back to my one of my favourite theories, yes. which is evil Daenerys theory. What do you mean? That Daenerys still has a lot of the Mad King's blood in her. and oh, And every time I see her... Just paranoid or aggressive. I don't know. Maybe it's sexist. Maybe instead, if I saw a man doing it, I'd be like, strong leadership. Whereas with a woman, I'm like, insane. I don't know. But I just have this theory that she's not as lovely as everyone paints her out to be. 
Well, Miss Sunday, they said they asked her, they kind of probed her. Do you, could you leave? And she's yeah. like, I surely could. But then I kind of didn't. Stockholm syndrome. Could she leave? I could leave at any time. It'll be fine. Couldn't I, guys? Could, couldn't I? Yeah. Do we believe it? Because even when she said it, I was questioning it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a big fan of Daenerys is an evil tyrant and everyone just plays along with her because she's beautiful and has dragons. Charismatic. Yeah, and everyone just like sides with her because it's like, well, who else am I going to side with? The mm. rulers of Marine? No. Cersei? Nah. I'll side with this Daenerys. Yeah, but she was really noble when she lived in that pyramid. Like she was... I don't know. Was she? I mean, there were call- some calls she made, which, you know, every day she'd have peasants coming up to her saying, oh, your dragons are eating my children. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of my key... Oh, it's a great theory. It's based a bit on the books. If you allow me to go medium length here, yeah. in the books, each chapter is told from a person's point of view. So you might get a John chapter or a Caitlin chapter or a Jamie chapter or whatever, mm-hmm. right? There are Daenerys chapters... But there are no chapters by anyone in Marine except for Daenerys. So, so no, you only Sunday chapters. No, nah, you only hear about it from Daenerys's point of view, and of course she's noble and fighting for the cause and all this sort of stuff. But you never see anyone looking at her talking about her. Shit. And everyone tells her how beautiful she is, and everyone tells her how wise she is, and all this sort of stuff. But of course you'd say that to a queen with dragons. So what if we have a flashback montage of her just being awful to our friends, you know, in between mm. scenes? But though Tyrion, you, you got to trust his judgment, don't you? Well, and he seems I mean, like who it. is he cheering for in the battle? Shit, this is blowing my mind. I don't know. I know. I'm too scared to put too much faith in it. And I'm also aware the books are getting pretty, I mean, the TV show is kind of going off into uncharted territories. So it might be different in the books. But yeah, I'm just like... She hasn't showed any warmth for anyone in quite a while, now you say it. Even Tyrion... Oh no, but the bit where her and Missandei were insinuating that Missandei got some action, that was yes, kind of human. I know, I know she has some little moments and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, my one of, it's just one of my, my little favourite theories, is that Daenerys is secretly evil. Is Missandei a prisoner? I, don't, I mean, is it is it like... Aggressive? Is she aggressively evil or is she just accidentally evil? Like she doesn't realize the worst she, kind. Yeah. Ooh. And uh, yeah, I like the bit where she was wigging out because she's clearly losing the war. Yeah. And then she reminded me of someone with nuclear codes. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just want to use these. Correct. Nukes. And, and that's. She did. I mean, there's still nine more episodes where that can unfold. Ah. <sighs> Don't you reckon? Like she's got so much power. She's young. She's been told her whole life that she's entitled to it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, why does John hate Reek again? <laughs> um, because essentially he betrayed their Winterfell. Their, yeah, he he let Ramsay into Winterfell, and remember there was that whole plot line where everyone thought that he'd murdered Bran and Rickon. Yep. Like, yeah, it's he's basically the guy who let down the entirety of Winterfell. That's how people like. Remember when um, Arya turned up and she's like, "Where's Maester Lewin and Roderick Cassell?" They're all the people who Reek killed. Right, okay. But luckily he did save Sansa at that point on the wall when yeah. they jumped off the big wall. Otherwise he would have been toast. Yep. Huh, well, this is cool. <laughs> what next? Like, where do we go? Um, where do we go? So, 
Because even if Jamie's at the bottom of that river... Yeah, I don't, I don't think Jamie's dead. I think he's... He's alive, but you got to remember, they've just lost that battle. And if he's and alive... And they've lost their food. And what do you need a food for? You need it for a siege. So that means there's going to be no food inside King's Landing and the Lannister... I mean, the Dothraki, etc. army, Daenerys' army, going to be able to surround and starve them out. Will Jamie be a prisoner of war in the next episode? Um, they might do one of those things, you know how they do those things where um, the armies have all moved on and left and then Jamie <gasps> comes out of the water. They can't, they can't do this because... He needs to get out of his suit of armour ASAP, yeah. Or water zombie. <laughs> you know, like Jamie dies and his, his carcass is floating down the water and then along comes like, you know, Thoros of Mir and yeah. Beric Dondarrion and they bring him back to life. Or Miss, Miss Melisandre finds him. Or a White Walker pashes him and then brings <laughs> him to life. As an ice monster. An ice monster. Yeah. All right. These are all potential options. Can't wait. Yep.